You're listening to Once, episode 112, Quite a Common Fairy, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to Once, the unofficial podcast about ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. We're happy to have you with us to talk about Quite a Common Fairy. We just watched this, and (laughs) now I get the whole Quite a Common Fairy thing, because I knew the title ahead of time. I knew that Tinkerbell would be in this. There are some spoilers. she would be. Yeah, some spoilers I just can't avoid. And I'd heard from Comic-Con San Diego that... They that bl- the the green fairy or they called her Uh-oh. Tinkerbell would have an unexpected connection to one of the other people who were on the panel at Comic Con, and that was the basic Neverland Six Uh-oh. people. Well, hmm. I'm glad that I didn't know any of that going in. We, we basically assumed it was probably a hook, but that seemed a bit too obvious. True. So we started theorizing about other things. So and then the pictures started coming out of Regina looking like she was in enchanted forest with tinkerbell but anyway the the whole common fairy thing now makes a lot of sense because she she's just really a common person but she was once a fairy i I liked hearing about some of the fairy rules that they have (laughs) like uh, fairy dust is not as powerful powerful as pixie dust yeah which so powerful i can't even say it's kind of weird and fairies aren't allowed to get big without permission or authorization of some sort. Well, she said for no reason. I don't know oh. if she needs to be authorized, but I guess, the, you know, the fairies seem a little too strict. I mean, how unfun. I mean, if you're tiny and you can be full size, then why should you not do that? I don't really know. Maybe there's a good reason. Maybe, but... We, I did like that we also heard that they each have color codes, green fairy, blue fairy. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Does that mean she was high ranking in a way? Ooh, yeah. Because there are only so many primary colors. So according to Star Trek, the red fairy would be <laughs> the one that would die. Mm, okay. <laughs> only a long time ago. <laughs> yeah maybe but along the way we we've learned some other really cool things that have happened here in this and we're and by the way if you couldn't tell already these are our initial reactions so we're going to be a bit all over the place in our thoughts and ideas and as we talk through this episode but we want your feedback for the full discussion please email us Feedback at oncepodcast.com or leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221 or you can send a voice message from oncepodcast.com and click or tap on the send a voice message link on your computer or iOS device. And we'll have our full discussion live on Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. We've got over 100 people viewing us right now. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody in the chat room is chatting with us and hung out with us during the show. But Tinkerbell is the primary character of the flashbacks. And when we saw her use the pixie dust to point to Regina's potential true love, 
Yeah. First of all, I, I know in our chat room, Hajbao was raising a good point as, is this breaking <laughs> the rules of magic? Yeah, like, you breaking? can't make someone fall in love. No. Why? Because it's more like fate. It was, they are right for each other, and it just pointed her in the right direction. Right. So it, it didn't make them fall in love, because right. clearly they didn't. They didn't. So the, the pixie dust wasn't used to make them do that. But it, it just pointed, yeah, I, I like the way you put it. I and what a strange, it. what a strange thing to say. I mean, there are a lot of interesting shades here. It's sort of, you can think, all right, if if Regina had gone in, depending on what point in time that was, I mean, obviously it was quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could have changed things drastically, but Robin Hood's son wouldn't have existed. So, in a sense, the whole ruined his life thing, it sort of depends on how you look at it. Yeah, but whenever you look at changing the past, you really can't know how it would change everything we know today. Because if Regina had fallen in love with Robin Hood, and by the way, the first time I heard there was a guy in there, I thought, Probably going to be Robin Hood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the tattoo made me think Robin Hood, but, you know. But um, if if Regina had fallen in love, then she wouldn't have needed to enact the curse. If she wouldn't have needed to enact the curse, I mean, this whole chain of events would have been changed so that maybe Robin Hood having to have his son with him at that moment in order to kneel to get to Neverland might not have even been necessary because Emma would not have been in Neverland. Neil wouldn't have needed to get there. Neil and Emma might not have even met. Well, even before all that, there wouldn't have been a curse, presumably, so everything would have been different. Well, the curse was still Rumpelstiltskin's way of getting to Bay. Oh, I see what you're saying. So he he would have found another way. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So some things, yeah, couldn't have been changed, but other things might still have changed. So some cool things there, and his name, his son's name, uh, Robin's son's name was Roland, and we did find out Robin's wife died. We saw her saved by magic temporarily. Yeah, that's really sad, especially for, I guess, there might be Maid Marian fans out there somewhere. All magic comes with a price. I wonder if the price of using the magic was the baby was saved, Hmm. but Marian had to die. Interesting. Could be. Yeah, so his son's there, and he could be happy, potentially get together with Mulan at some point, now that Mulan is among their group. Maybe. You never know. Yeah, I was thinking it several times, like even when the shadow took Neil, and then Mulan and Robin were standing there over Robin's son. That was I thought, what I thought, yeah. Family picture. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been great. It could still be, but I don't know but if I'm we're... sort of excited about the Regina thing. Which thing? Well, I mean, because there's a lot about Regina in this episode. Yes, but Great episode. In by the way. context of talking about Robin Hood, I'm excited at the idea of bringing someone to actually make her happy. Yeah, which that makes me think we will see Robin Hood again, and Regina will go back to um, to Enchanted Forest again at some point. Or they'll, well, yeah, they'll come together somehow at some point. That might not even be a thing for this particular story arc. It could be, but it might be later in this season, like, uh, you know, in the 2014 half. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the cool thing about this is that it's not just, hey, 
we're introducing a male character and we think he'd be good with Regina, so we're just going to put them together. It added some depth, like they're supposed to be together. Something mm-hmm. to kind of make, and they always were, something to kind of make it have a little bit of depth to it. Right. So we that could go many different ways, and we would love your feedback on that for our full discussion this upcoming Wednesday. So again, pr- please email us your thoughts and theories on that. And by the way, when you email us, please put the title of the episode in the subject line of your email. It doesn't have to be the only thing in your subject line, but at least include that title because it helps us search for all of the feedback for a particular episode. And Slurpees 108 helps us and does a great job with organizing and sorting our feedback. So please make her job easy by including that title when you send feedback for any particular episode. I was glad that we moved away from Enchanted Forest very quickly. This is the third episode. We didn't see past Enchanted, I mean, present day Enchanted Forest with Neil at all last episode. And in this episode, Neil is gone. Now he's in Neverland. Right. I I was happy to see them move that along quickly. Yes, me as well. But Neil is presumably being taken captive by Pan's group. He kind of got plopped. Right there for Felix. And, okay, question. Why is the Shadow still hunting down little boys? (laughs) (laughs) They got the one they were looking for. Why is he still gathering them? That's true. But, yeah. Does Pan just need all the believerism he can get? Like, every little bit helps, but I still need the heart of the truest believer. That's true. Because saying, I believe, is what calls the shadow. He's going to try to get as much pixie dust as he can and move the entire island (laughs) to another realm. Come on. They're going to fly through the stars to somewhere. Instead of being second star to the right, they're going to move to the third star. Either our world or, you know, England, since that's a different (laughs) world or something nod to our new wonderland podcast <laughs> over at wonderlandpodcast.com we just recorded our fourth episode there our full discussion of the first episode of once upon a time in wonderland please check it out review it on itunes all of that cool stuff and thank you for those who have which by the way huge thanks our wonderland podcast has really taken off in magical ways and it's already got more subscribers than i expected we would get for it so big thanks for joining us and over there at that other podcast by the way i mentioned felix we finally saw felix without his hood up uh, yeah and he looks so different at first i thought did they replace <laughs> felix you thought that no well, just because he looked so different no. without his hood up well apparently you only look at the top of his head wow his face and so uh, it went from hood to hair and you didn't recognize him <laughs> yes didn't recognize you without your head up <laughs> yeah well was his hair we know i don't even know if we mentioned it in the podcast but you noted that his hair was all sparkly or something some of the hair coming out of the hood it didn't really look that way with the hood down hmm. <laughs> it's strange that pan and yeah also a little consistent wants to treat everything as a game and he's getting henry to play these games i think it was pan's intention for henry to shoot the arrow at him this it surprised me a little bit henry's ready to kill somebody and (laughs) peter pan he can go home be like um i'm the guy who killed peter pan you won't believe me children but i killed peter pan he had it coming 
But Henry's the guy who can bring magic back. He can bring balance to the force. Well, I mean, that's what Pan can... is saying. Balance to the force. <laughs> that's what Pan is saying, but I don't think that's probably the full motive. He did make a technical error because Henry is not technically the offspring of the Dark One. Spawn. Or Spawn, yeah. <laughs> Henry, Which is how I'm going to refer to Neil for a while, just for fun. Henry is grandson to standard regular Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> well, But Neil, yes. or Bay, was touched by magic by living with Rumpelstiltskin. And there's this blood magic thing, which I think more indicates that Neil can activate things that only yes. Rumpelstiltskin could use. Not that Neil has magic. But they could turn that around on us, and then I think they'd have to explain that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't really know where they're going with that exactly. Yeah, because I thought of the blood magic thing as being sort of like a DNA match, activation, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. He wasn't exactly the dark one when Neil was born. Mm-hmm. Bay, whatever you want to call him, when his spawn was born. So, he's not a direct product of the dark side, <laughs> if you will. The dark side of the Force. Right, but he's he's somehow powerful as a believer. And we saw that belief, or lack thereof, can not kill a fairy, but make a fairy a common person. That was interesting to see with the blue fairy saying, yeah. I no longer believe in you. And the Reminds me of the new uh, Peter Pan movie. Oh. I do believe in fairies. I do. The I new do. Peter Pan movie? Well, new as in, I think it was 2003. That's 10 years. Wow. That's right. Time, time works differently here. <laughs> it does. But it it makes me wonder, is it Henry that maybe can be the only one that can believe enough to give... Tinkerbell, her wings back and her blue, her fairy powers. I half expected them to just sprout when I almost called her Mary Margaret. Somebody just snow hit me if I do that. Snow, <laughs> snow said, "I believe in you." I was like, "Snow White believes in you. Where are your wings? Yeah, <laughs> where are they?" But they they're offering a home to Tinkerbell. That could be cool because she's not could- a cage. <laughs> She could maybe become a regular part in Storybrooke. When she gets back to Storybrooke, that could mean meeting up with Blue again. And then Blue saying, well, you've done well. You can have your wings back. There again. Can we just call her Blue? Not Mother Superior. And by the way, if Green's name was actually Tinkerbell, does Blue have a different name? We've never heard an actual name for her. We've heard Mother Superior, which is a title, and the Blue Fairy. We've never heard her name. Well, it sounds... I don't think. Yeah, right. It sounds like Tinkerbell, either that could be her name or something that she just thought was cute. A nickname, maybe Belle was her name. I I don't know. But, well, we saw that the only other fairy we've known by name was Astrid, Nova, Astrid slash Nova. Yeah. So, 
but we never knew a color name for her. She wasn't called by that. She was called by her name. Maybe though, well, ah, it's, it's some stuff to talk <laughs> about and stuff that we'd love to hear from you about. Where do you think that Tinkerbell fits in this fairy order? Is she just a fairy? <laughs> yeah, quite a common fairy. Or <laughs> is she like a special fairy because she was wielding, wielding pixie dust <laughs> in some way? And that's what she was known for. Which, by the way, just clarification, because my mind stumbled over this at first. Hook knew Tinkerbell before Regina did. So Hook knew Tinkerbell when she was still a fairy. Oh, that makes sense. It does make sense. And Tinkerbell might not have been the one who helped Hook leave. I think we might have theorized that. I can't remember now. I've got so many theories to try and remember back on whether we that was our theory or someone else's. But now we have Operation Henry, which I was disappointed they called it Operation Henry and not something like Operation Save Henry, since that's the, right. the hashtag for the show. Or a hashtag for this particular event. I really liked that mm-hmm. particular scene. It, it was great. And to hear Regina say that she loves, she does truly love Henry. Do we know who wrote this episode? Jane Espenson. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, so on the one hand, I was, I guess there's, there are two sides to this. I was slightly frustrated in a sense that I loved this episode so much. And the reason I say that is because Regina has not seemed like the Regina I expected in the last two episodes until tonight. It's like only Espenson can write Regina well, Hmm. in a sense, or they have to focus on a character before they really make them them. And everybody else just kind of plays along the outside and barely maintains their character until they're in the spotlight. Just with the the way things are written a little bit. But I felt like everybody was pretty strong tonight, which yeah. Espenson does really well. So I just want to give some encouragement. Keep... Keep getting episodes written this way. <laughs> yeah, these... I so, didn't expect the things that were said. I didn't expect the things that happened. This is what I want to see. Three episodes in to this third season, and I'd say all of them have been very well written. I wouldn't call each of them an epic episode, like they've, absolutely amazing, but they've been good episodes. They've been decent. They've had some noticeable flaws for me, but I have liked each one better than the last, which is the, a good trend. Yes. I, this was my favorite so far of the year. I, I really enjoyed this hour. And better than the second season as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. I think I liked tonight better than most episodes last year. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're, they're really hitting the stride with the Neverland thing. Although it is always, always dark. Is that... I, I want to know, is it explainable? I think we keep asking this question because we have not seen daylight since they reached Neverland. Is the sun just gone since the curse? Well, Is it all the same night? I don't know what's going on. Someone, I think, in our chat room, in our forums, or maybe after one of the podcasts somewhere, and I'm sorry I can't give you credit, but someone suggested a great idea that maybe out in the sea, it does change from day to night, but maybe on the island... It's always dark. Maybe, except Wendy said that the children cried at night. Yeah, that's true. Which we got to hear in 
the last episode. Yeah, they actually slept. So maybe the canopy is supposed to be so thick that you just don't see the sun much. And I'm just not yeah. getting that effect. Could be. Oh, by the way, um, Banali P in our chat room reminded us that Blue Fairy's real name? Yeah. Rulgorm. No. Which is just Blue Star. Right. So I don't that's, think that's, that's really just... I don't just, think that's her name, though. Right. I think that's what people referred to her in, as in legend. Yeah, it's more just her name in a different language. Right. So At least that's what I or think. Or her title in a different language. Right. I want to thank a few people, a couple people, Lisa Slack and David Newland for donating to make this episode of Once Podcast possible. We really appreciate your support. And the reason you've heard Lisa and David's names so often is because they are subscribers, that they automatically send a donation each month and that you can do that through the website at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor, or you can make a one-time donation. We really appreciate every bit of support. It, it really helps us pay for the expenses of running the podcast, hosting the media, running the server, paying for the software licenses that we have to use, getting the sound clips, the videos, and the format that we need, all of this stuff. So we really appreciate your support. We could not do this podcast and continue on without your support. So thank you very much this episode, David and Lisa, for sponsoring. And if anyone else would like to sponsor an episode, please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. Pan's camp is moving around. That was interesting. Yeah. I wondered how they would handle it because it seemed like, wow, they're really making progress quickly getting to his camp. This seems like it's going a lot faster than it should. Which is so much better than what I was afraid of last week. Remember, it was like, we're here. He's across the island. And, oh, there are going to be many obstacles, so here they go on this trek. They're just going to have roadblock after roadblock, but that's not what happened. Yeah, now it's being a bit more a bit more strategic in the way they're telling the story, and it not just being the same journey every episode, but it's being uh, something else and approaching it in a new way. Like, now they have a strategy for they need Tinkerbell mm-hmm. to get in. And she's, she referred to, in some way, she could leave it open, like it's some kind of doorway or passage through some protective yeah. barrier of some sort, like a, a dome, maybe, under the no, dome. No, no, Under the dome radio.com. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless. Yes. That's our Under the Dome podcast. Under the Dome Radio. Is it shameless if you're shameless if you're not actually in the podcast that you plug? Uh, I don't think so. The podcast is on our network. That's why I plug it. Though. Yes, it was shameful. That's what it was. Scene <laughs> <laughs> <Seen> flying <laughs> Regina. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please make that a username in the forums. <laughs> flying Regina. It turned her green. <laughs> I don't care if it turns me green. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say for that. Although Ruby Slippers were mentioned. Yeah, Ruby Slippers. And uh, Neil just named several things that could create portals. He mentioned ashes, a magic mirror, beans, and Ruby Slippers. (laughs) Somebody in the chat room already changed their name to Flying Regina. (laughs) (laughs) That was quick. And this is actually the first time we've heard the slippers referred to as ruby slippers. It is. Because in the episode, the doctor, when Jefferson came and Rumpelstiltskin asked him, what about the slippers? 
That's all he said is, what mm-hmm. about the slippers? And we were theorizing, is he talking about the ruby slippers right. and everything that he was saying and from what we know with the story and what he needed the slippers for mm-hmm. and what he said he needed them for. It seemed like he was talking about the ruby slippers. And here, Neil says, ruby slippers. They just keep Oz on our minds. It will happen one day, people. Mark my words. Maybe it will be the second half of the third season. I don't Or maybe think. fourth season. Yes, maybe. Probably not another spinoff, but you never know. Yeah, we. I don't think they'll do another spinoff. I don't want them to. Yeah, they could, though. Yeah, well, we'll have yet to see. But I'd rather see Oz in this show. Yeah, they referred to Poppy, too. That's what... Poppy's, yes! Multiple what, uh, Oz references in this used. one episode. Yes. One last thought I have to share in our initial reactions. We'll show more this Wednesday for our full discussion episode. But Pan said that magic is dying. Yeah, do we believe that? I don't know if I do. I don't know. Maybe Regina killed magic. She destroyed the green fairy's magic and she killed magic for everyone with the curse. Well, maybe magic is damaged and bleeding. Yeah. And therefore dying kind of like it mm-hmm. seems charming is. Yes. Although he's not so much bleeding, but he'll probably, here's the thing that if charming dies, that would be a not happy ending for snow white. True. What if they die together? Nah. <laughs> nah. No, that's a not happy ending for anybody depending on how they die oh, but no i think no for regina they, they can be. die together of old age in their whatever they consider to be their castle only acceptable <laughs> ending for them and i don't really believe that will happen because somehow someone's going to save the day and save the charming but save the charm i don't know how Hashtag. they'll do that and i'm not necessarily saying they need to die but, well, that's good of you. <laughs> I'm not saying they need to die. I'm just saying, you know. Although it would make you feel like no one's safe, mm-hmm. which adds suspense. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh, and by the way, big congratulations to Aurora and Philip on their baby. Name it after one of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, that's is that is it for our discussion initial reactions of this episode of Once Upon a Time. We would love to have your feedback for our full discussion this Wednesday, which we'll do it live at 8 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. You can email your feedback to us by sending it to with the subject line of this episode's title, which is quite a common fairy. Email it to feedback at oncepodcast.com. Or call and leave a voicemail at 903-231-2221. You can also go to oncepodcast.com on your computer or iOS device and send a voice message that way. Please join us on the forums as well and chat with a whole bunch of other Once fans over at oncepodcast.com slash forums. And you can hang out there in the chat room on the sidebar or chat about the the talk about all the things in this episode, theorize about future episodes, talk about spoilers in appropriate sections, or if you mark your things appropriately. But we'd love to have you a part of that. We'd also love for you to be following us 
on Twitter and social networks. You can follow the show on Twitter at Once Podcast. And the biggest thing that we need your help with right now is the podcast awards. We have several podcasts that we'd love to be nominated for awards in the ninth annual podcast awards. This podcast, Once hyphen Once Upon a Time Podcast at OncePodcast.com, would be perfect to put under both best produced and entertainment. Put it under just those two categories. But we also have podcasts that we'd love to see put under business, people's choice, technology, education, religion, inspiration, and more. So please check it out at oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to find out how you can nominate us. It takes two to three minutes. You can even do it while you watch the video that's on that page that shows you how to do it. So just two to three minutes or so to nominate us. Just nominate us once, and then the daily voting starts in November, probably. So if you want to receive a daily email for when you can start voting and to remind you to vote each day, and I promise you it would be the only thing we'll email you about, please go to oncepodcast.com slash podcast awards to sign up for that. And please follow each of us on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and you can follow me on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Jeremy Laughlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Fleegon. That's P-H-L-E-G-O-N. And follow my beautiful wife, Jenny, on Twitter at Jenny's Nook. So you can comment on the show notes at oncepodcast.com slash 112. And until next time, we believe in you. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of Once Podcast. If you'd like to donate and be like co-producers with us of this podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor for a one-time or recurring automatic monthly donation. And thank you so much for your support.